0: Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to the latest episode of Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Laura Caveney. Laura is the Head of Marketing at Runa Analytics. Welcome to the podcast, Laura.
1: Hi, uh, nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: it's great to have you on. I must admit, you've got a, a really interesting career. You've worked in lots of different marketing jobs, both client side and agency. And now you've decided to make a move to actually work in marketing technology. So what got you here and what drove you to moving to marketing technology?
1: Yeah, so I started out in charity, which was obviously a great sort of first dip of the toe into marketing. It really helped me learn how to achieve a lot with very little. And then from there, I have really swapped industry to industry it's been a great learning curve you know get more insight into how different companies work and how different teams work as well i've always admired b2b companies like hubspot semrush and later in terms of their marketing and that's where my interest kind of stemmed from honestly i didn't think there were any opportunities for me to get into that kind of marketing just locally so i never pursued it but as a marketer, I'd always sort of struggled with attribution and then with where leads were coming from and things. So working in an agency, you really have to prove your ROI. And working at a travel company, you're working with big budgets and you've got eyes on you from senior leaders. So it was always a big problem for me. So I saw the job and I really liked the premise of Ruler. It solved a lot of the issues I'd always had as a marketer. And I liked the idea of being able to market to marketers. So it felt like a really good role to get into.
0: That's really interesting. And so In terms of Ruler, what attracted you? I mean, I could be mean and say we don't need another analytics company. Surely we've got loads. But clearly you saw something you thought was unique and special.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are plenty out there. Um, They all seem to have their own sort of niche as well. But the unique thing about Ruler for me was that we're not really another tool where you have to swap everything over. A lot of the other tools out there, you have to pick one or the other and you can't combine anything. But with Ruler, it kind of... Was just linking everything together so that for me was a really clear selling point obviously the attribution side of things is useful but the cherry on top for me was there wasn't much effort needed on the end user's part and you know if you can get that kind of result very easily then it just makes perfect sense so yeah i think a lot of marketers do struggle with different analytics tools they try and do everything in their own app but We know we're not going to replace, you know, the likes of Google Analytics or anything like that, but we can supplement it. So that was kind of the appeal for me as a business itself.
0: That's really interesting. I know you've got this concept of offering all these different elements of analytics. So the track evidence and optimize stages. Can you just talk us through what ruler does and how it helps marketers what it means to marketers who use it
1: yeah of course um so yeah we do break it down into those three main categories track evidence and optimize and it works a little bit like ruler will track every lead and every touch point so your usual analytics tend to group metrics together across your entire user base so ga for example will give you total sessions and page views but Ruler can give you a single view of a single person, which obviously is very difficult to do ordinarily. So let's say you're a marketer and you're looking into attribution yourself, and you wind up landing on our website as your first session. Chances are your first session is going to be a Google search. Ruler would track that session along with all your other website information, so your source, the organic keyword you were searching, the time on site, and then it goes beyond that as well. So when a user converts, Ruler tracks that as well. So if they're coming from a form fill, a live chat, phone call, Ruler will link that conversion back to the full customer journey. So it essentially maps all the marketing touch points and conversions together. Um, And that leads us on nicely to evidence. So obviously Ruler's tracking all that information, but it doesn't just sit in the app itself. At conversion, the lead data gets pushed out into your CRM. So when a lead then becomes a sale, revenue data goes from Ruler into Google Analytics, for example, or Google Ads, and that allows you to get solid proof of your return on investment and see how many clicks, leads, sales, how much revenue you're actually generating. And then obviously you can split it down into reports within Ruler itself. You can look at metrics under the lens of channels landing page or even like UTM terms like campaign and keywords. So that's that sort of aspect of it. And then that brings us on nicely to optimize. Obviously you've got that data in place. You can see what's working and what isn't, and you can make data-driven decisions. So you can basically turn up what's working and turn off what's not. And then, you know, if you go, oh, I want to make a very small change or I want to test something new, you can see that impact straight away. And so it's all about giving power to the user through data.
0: That's amazing. I love that. Power to the user through data. Sounds yeah. great. I think that one of the big challenges is people talking about attribution. So I mean, perhaps the first thing to do is if you can explain what attribution means and what it actually is when you're working in a marketing context.
1: Yeah. So it's basically a rule where you would credit marketing touch points for their role in a sale. There's obviously all different kinds of attribution models that you can use, but the general goal regardless of what one use is to get a better understanding of how your marketing impacts sales. So instead of tracking wishy-washy metrics that mean very little on their own, you can get very hard data and facts based on what you're achieving online and offline. So for me, for example, I can attribute a lot of our leads to content and SEO. That's one of our main sources of impound traffic and conversions. It starts a lot of our customer journeys and it pushes people along their journey as well. So I can link leads and sales back to specific blogs, which is really valuable. For example, when we do paid promotion, as we know what will convert organically. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all works.
0: I mean, that sounds like there's a lot of data to process there. I mean, what really holds back marketers from understanding what generates conversions and what doesn't?
1: Yeah, so the main reason really is data disconnection. So obviously when users engage with you on your website, it's done anonymously Google Analytics can't show you the full customer journey for one single person and that anonymity means when a user converts into a lead you then struggle to link that real person and that data that you've got back to the activity on your website and so that means you can't view all of their marketing touch points so you might have individual details in your CRM when they convert but that's just the data that they've given you so when they close into sale you've got nothing there to say well you know my Facebook ad drove that lead to convert because obviously conversions themselves are tricky to track as well phone calls require phone call tracking for example but even form fills can be hard because you might be able to track them in the sense of I know how many we got this month but you're going to struggle to know what that lead was doing right before they converted and even more difficult what they were doing you know 10 days before they converted and obviously the offline side of things as well so TV ads, out of home advertising, radio, they all cost a lot of money, but they're very difficult to track. So it's like putting that data together. So attributing your return on investment is obviously essential, but it's very hard to do when you've not got the right tools in
0: place. And I mean, you mentioned something there that I think is a real challenge with attribution is typically, there's not one thing you do that then drives a sale. And you talk about marketing touch points. So How do people work out what percentage of the sale was due to a Google ad versus uh, to the SEO versus to some retargeting on Facebook?
1: Yeah, so that's where the models come into play. So you might use first click, for example, which would attribute all of your credit to one touch point at the very beginning. Or you might use a last click where. Obviously, it's the last click, uh, the last touch point, sorry, or it might be linear where it's across all of them. So it just depends on the model that you're using and the data that you want to see. A lot of people who use paid tend to find that it closes their journeys and they do like remarketing or something like that. So it's just aggregating all that data and putting it together.
0: And you talk about these models, are they things that are built into Ruler so you can select this is the way I want uh, to do my attribution?
1: Yeah, so we offer different model types for people to pick from. So whatever one that you find most useful for your business, you can then select. Obviously, there's also Google Analytics and, you know, when we're pushing revenue into there, if you do prefer using GA, like I'm definitely someone who... Loves using GA. You can get all your revenue data in there and then attribute it in there as well. So there's both options, which is good.
0: That's cool. And it's great that it integrates with GA as well, because I know most people will be familiar with that if they're looking at any kind of website traffic. I mean, that kind of brings me to the next question. You know, we, we talk about conversions. I mean, is attribution really free commerce, or how would you use it in a business to business situation where maybe you've got a sales cycle that's much longer, perhaps months or years?
1: Yeah, honestly, any company that drives leads should be investing in attribution because that's where that data disconnection happens. But realistically, and obviously I don't want to sound biased here, but there are a few businesses that wouldn't benefit from attribution. E-commerce will struggle slightly less when it comes to attributing sales because obviously they can access revenue data in GA, but that relies on the idea of a user landing on your website and converting, you know, first time, for example, and that's just, it's not realistic. And especially when you're adding paid into the mix, paid advertising can push people along their customer journey. Um, So if your ad's working at the top of the funnel, but organic is closing them, then you might not see that that sale is being influenced by paid or being influenced by organic. So many marketers really struggle to loop revenue back into their reporting. So anyone who struggles with that would probably benefit from an attribution tool.
0: And that's really interesting because I think what you're saying is that There could be lots of different things you do at different stages of the customer's journey. And if you just look at what happens just before a sale, that can be very dangerous because the stuff that brings people into the top of the funnel then isn't really being measured. Is that really the problem you're seeing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a mix of things. So one debate that's happening at the moment that I've seen a lot on LinkedIn is people talking about field on your form, which says, how did you hear about us? And we're looking into that at the moment to see what's the correlation between what people say versus how they actually did find you. Because a lot of times it's inaccurate, or if you've got a drop down list, they'll just pick the first one just from ease. So it's kind of everything really, you know, I won't click On an ad and buy right away especially if it's like a really high value product it'll probably take me a lot of investigation and i'll be looking at case studies and reviews and things like that and assessing lots of different facets of information and putting them together so there is a very long customer journey especially for b2b or high value products so yeah it is there's a big whole mix of issues that marketers have to deal with on a daily basis
0: that's interesting and presumably if you've got your attribution right, I mean, one of the things you can actually do is you can learn about the customer journey by looking at what impacts whether people buy or not. Is that something you see customers doing?
1: Yeah, so one of the main things that we see, obviously, with the attribution in place is that you can identify, okay, this channel's getting a lot of clicks, it's generating a lot of leads, but it's not generating a lot of revenue, and why is that? And then you can really boil down into you know the how and the why. I personally use it from... perspective of understanding my really high quality leads and sales so if someone closes for a larger amount than expected then I'll go back into their customer journey and go oh they came from this blog or they did this or they did that and I identify patterns then of this is what is really causing or influencing these sort of businesses which is what we want more of so it's really helpful from that side of things as well.
0: I love that. That's that ability to delve into individual journeys through time is you can't do that with Google Analytics. You need a tool like Ruler to do that. Yeah. So looking at what people are doing, I think, you know, probably a lot of us are sat here like me thinking, yeah, I'm probably not very good at attribution. What do you think are the mistakes that people typically make when they're trying to do attribution? I mean, what are the things we need to try and avoid?
1: Yeah, so without the tool in place, I've seen people trying to manually attribute their leads in sales. And let me tell you, that's a lot of work. I spoke to one person before they came on to using Ruler and they were looking at the time of conversion and trying to work out who was online and what source they were from. And attribution, that sort of way is incredibly inaccurate. And it's also going to take a lot of time. It also relies on you having very low traffic to your site to be able to pinpoint users by that sort of time period and then with attribution in place it's about marketers trusting the data and taking it at face value so some people try to justify what they're doing with the data instead of leading their strategy from the data so realistically everything you try as a marketer isn't going to work you know having a tool like ruler in place means you can quickly and effectively test new initiatives and switch them off if they don't work or turn them up if they do
0: that's really interesting so can you like explain a little bit in practice about how this works do you have some examples of how you've helped customers to understand attribution and then improve their marketing
1: there's a business that we've worked with called total mobile so like many B2B businesses, they drive a lot of leads through their marketing. They use PPC as one of their main tools within their strategy, and they found it hard to justify their marketing spend. They were struggling to actually track ROI and ROAS because they couldn't link leads from PPC to close sales. So they implemented Ruler and they increased their ROAS by 23%, which is obviously quite a significant change. One of the things they found was they were spending a lot of money on particular social ads that were generating a lot of leads but they weren't going on to close into sale and then they moved that budget over to PPC and that was what caused like a very big shift in performance
0: that's interesting because they've not only understood what works they've actually made a dramatic change to move their budget to search which maybe initially you might think wouldn't be the best way to do it so that's amazing they've they've got enough data to make such a strategic shift I mean, one of the things I'm interested in is often when you talk about tools that process data, you need websites that have a large amount of data, a large number of users, a large number of conversions. Is that something you need when you're using Ruler? Because equally, you've talked about going down and looking at individual conversions. So where does Ruder work? Is it for a particular amount of traffic?
1: No, so it's any level of traffic. That is the problem with Google Analytics and Google Ads is you are limited with that data. Like you need to have a certain level, don't you, to use particular models and things with Ruler at visitor level. So you know you could have five hundred people per month, and you'd be able to see all of those individual five hundred people and where they've come from and what they're doing. So that's the great thing, because obviously you can get that granular view. But then if you've got millions of sessions per month and you're bombarded with data, Ruler then helps you on the flip side of things as well by giving you like a real strong breakdown of here's what these people are actually doing. Because, you know, sessions and landing page views and time on page, they're very useful metrics, but they only sort of scratch the surface of what people are actually doing on your website. So having attribution and obviously a tool like Ruler in place can give you that sort of granular and holistic view at the same time.
0: I mean, that's really good. It's so nice to hear that you have a tool that can scale with your business as your, your website grows. So that that's really cool. Another thing that interests me is you talk about the data, and you're obviously taking data from lots of different sources. So presumably, you're you're tracking visitors on the website, but you're also pulling from places like GA or maybe interfacing to CRMs. What other marketing technology tools do you tend to interface to?
1: Yeah, so it, it ranges person-to-person, business-to-business, but we can integrate with crms analytics tools ad tools revenue tools like chart mogul and things like that there's not really any limits to be honest on what we can integrate with we're blessed with a very good development team so if people are asking for a particular integration then we can just build it on the fly
0: wow so people can actually come to you with maybe even an in-house system and if it's got an api they can pull the data out of that
1: yeah, we have that quite often with quite industry specific CRMs, which might not really be used by that many people, but they might be quite big in like the real estate industry and we can create an integration for that.
0: Awesome. So is it difficult to deploy a user? It sounds like you've got all this data. Is it hard to manage or is it something someone who's not a data scientist can actually deal with?
1: It's super easy, to be honest. So I'm not really techie at all. And I've actually been through the setup process firsthand, and it was a bit of a breeze. There's obviously a customer success team on hand that can walk you through the process. They make it really easy, but it's basically just about getting a script onto your website, which then will track everything for you. And the data comes in right away. So as soon as it's in, you can start getting your analytics.
0: Brilliant. And with all this management of data, I mean, is it an expensive tool? Is it something that you can only use with really high value sales or high volume? Or is it something anyone can have access to?
1: Yeah, so Ruler starts at £199 a month. So I would say it's accessible to smaller businesses for sure. And I personally feel like the growth that you see from using Ruler to optimize your marketing does make it worth the investment. Because as you said yourself, you know you can scale your business through Ruler. and So it does kind of make it worth it.
0: Yeah, and clearly, I mean, if you've got any sort of spend on Google Ads, then, you know, optimising that for about £200 a month mm. could be really good value. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> is there anything you feel we've missed or anything else we should have covered about Ruler or about attribution?
1: So, yeah, we've got quite an exciting future ahead of us. So, obviously, we're talking about the how did you hear about us field on the form. And that's something that a lot of marketers struggle with is tracking that brand awareness. They might have seen you on LinkedIn or Facebook. Okay. You can't track that link to website because they're not clicking anything so they might have seen a post and then search for you organically or go to you direct from another referral and we're trying to solve that problem so we're looking at creating some more of like bi tool you know a bit more predictive and giving insights and giving suggestions of how you can optimize better based on impression data as opposed to just like pure attribution data
0: That's really cool. So almost trying to understand who are the uh, best prospects before they become customers. I've got one other question for you. It's a question that I think most people in the UK would be interested in. I mean, Ruda's based in Liverpool, which doesn't have a reputation as being the startup capital of the country. How is it running a startup and, and growing a startup in Liverpool?
1: I mean, it's great. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's kind of gone strength to strength. And, you know, I think it is definitely developing. We've got some really good local businesses like other startups other like investors and things like that there is like sort of a very mini little hub and community that's growing and developing and I think that's come from the back of Manchester as well so yeah I love Liverpool obviously and I think it's a great place to work and it's better than going to London in my opinion so yeah.
0: That's great to hear. And it's great to hear that, you know, I mean, obviously, Manchester's had a reputation for startups for a while. And actually, that's now had an influence in nearby cities. And that's driving a startup culture there. That's really cool. Well, thank you for this. This has been really interesting. I'm sure a lot of people would like to learn a bit more. So if people want to get in contact with you or find out more about Ruler, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Yeah, so there's a whole host of information on our blog. We also have a live chat tool where you can ask any questions you might have. And similarly, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. And, you know, the best way, of course, is to book a demo. So you'll be able to see all the reports and the data that we've been talking about, plus what customer journey mapping actually looks like in Ruler. So, yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much for that. I really appreciate you being on the podcast, Laura, and uh, sharing all your knowledge about analytics and attribution. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.